Welcome to Guest Getter, the best place for restaurateurs to learn the art and science of getting more new guests, getting guests coming back more often, and getting guests spending more per visit so that you can be more profitable and do more of what you love. My name's Kyle Guilfoyle. Let's hit it. Today, I'm excited to be joined by my good friend and old colleague, Reese Richards. Reese is the founder of RankPast, a digital marketing company that specializes in all things online, but I see Reese as a wizard when it comes to Google. So today, we'll be jamming on what restaurants and local businesses can do right now to begin improving how they show up both in search and maps steps Reese would take with a new business to ensure they get the best results from Google and some strategies he's excited about going forward and much more. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Reese. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm very good, man. Thank you uh, for having me. Pretty excited. You know, all things Google. Call me a wizard. I like that, you know? Yeah, it's nice to be called a wizard from time to time. Um, So, so Reese, I like uh, I like opening these conversations with a uh, question that is, how would you describe your particular area of expertise or your zone of genius? Aside from my calling you a wizard in Google, how would you describe your zone of genius? So uh, I would say that uh, I'm an I'm an SEO expert above and beyond anything else, um, and that translates into obviously everything Google. So Google Ads. Uh, Google search, Google organic, and then Google maps. Um, so, you know, used to be called your Google, my business page. Uh, so anything to do with SEO and ranking and, and Google ads on the, on the pay-per-click platform. I, um, I do that on a, on a daily basis for my clients. Awesome. And what's, what's one thing about SEO you wish you had learned years ago? One thing. Uh, I'd probably, probably just the, how important content would be, um, to the game. Right. So, I mean, before, like back in the day, you could just stuff a bunch of keywords onto a page and, and, and call it a day and and see yourself on the first page. Um, but slowly we're, we're moving more and more towards, uh, value driven content and longer form content. So, you know, you may, you may have used to rank it for, you know, 300 words or 250 words or 600 words. But now we're up around the thousand to twenty five hundred words, you know, for for a good piece to to be able to rank and outrank your your competitors. So I would have probably focused on the quality of content um, first and foremost because I, I do remember trying to rank my very first website, which was a bartending site, barsandbartending.com, um, and uh, that site I I was literally writing for the search engines. I didn't really give any consideration to an actual audience human being reading the content i just thought there's this keyword there's this crawling thing from google that's going to come and search my page i need to have that keyword in there and then whatever else it says it doesn't really matter you know and uh i've kind of moved very far from that 180 degrees the other way from from that to providing you know value-based content first and 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 foremost but then obviously making sure that you have you've done the keyword research in the back end of it well, I, th- I think that's an indicator that um, you are a relative dinosaur in the space. I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, date, date you or, or anything like that. But, um, it, you know, we haven't been able to, to, to do any of this keyword stuffing for, for quite a while without getting uh, pants by Google. And so I, I just, you have been at it a long, a long time. And I, 
I would love it if you could actually give us just a little Coles Notes version of, uh, you know, of, of your journey, how you got in this game and, uh, and, and how you got to where you are this very day. Could you do that? Yeah, I can do that. I'm just actually checking up on the, on my website to see how old it is to figure out uh, well, registered. So 2010 was the, the bartending website. In 2010, I registered that. So it's not, and you had sites, I mean, I was, you had sites for that too. I, oh yeah. That, yeah. That was like a, that was my, my biggest push into it. I mean, I was learning SEO for a long time before that. Um, and then trying, you know, building my own websites and, and trying to get them ranked and, and things uh, well before that. But I mean, so that was, I would say like 2009 would be when I got pretty serious about it and started like building a business uh, around it and seeing how I could, you know, do this for a living and, and not have a, a job to, to go to every day. So, so, so um, 2009 you yeah you got started that's when you kind of you were you were getting yourself out of the nine to five thing so i was uh, i actually I, I started when I, I moved to taiwan so I, I just i wanted something different and i was working in the bars uh, at the time and then uh, a friend of mine said like you know hey let's let's go to taiwan and and <laughs> see what happens and then it was just like it was good timing for me because I, I i was just i was tired of where i was and uh, the place that I was working at, they really drive their managers hard. And uh, the stress was just getting to me. And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't need this. Let's just take a break kind of thing. So I went to Taiwan just originally just to, you know, hang out for a couple months uh, with my buddy and some friends and stuff and kind of see where, where it led to. But then I really liked it so much that I, I started, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I, I could see myself staying here for a bit. So I started figuring out, like, what can I do while I'm here that's not teaching English like, you know, like everybody else does. Um, I wanted to actually build a business while I was there. So my background was, was bartending. So I started looking into like kind of bar consulting and then building a bartending business online. And so I kind of started moving towards building this, this bars and bartending site, um, kind of with that in mind and then learning as I was going, you know, along, along the way. And then every once in a while I came back to, to Canada. And then when I came back for a visit, um, you know, somebody would ask me, Hey, like we're having trouble with our, 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 uh, bar or can you come and manage you know while you're here or, or do a contract or some training and then one of the clients that I had they had asked you know uh, you know when you're here it's awesome you, you know the training's great everybody's you know very receptive and, and it, there's a lot of you know we get like hard and fast results from it but how do I continue this when you're you know when you're gone so that kind of was like the catalyst for me figuring out like okay well I'll just do all these videos and then upload them to, I don't know, like a website or, or a YouTube channel, you know? Uh, and then that's kind of like how it got started. And then that YouTube channel just grew and grew and the website started picking up, um, you know, more and more traffic. So at the peak, um, I, I think we're, we're just cresting over like, I don't know, 10,000 subscribers on that channel. Uh, and then there's uh, it, the, the website itself peaked at like 50,000 visitors a month. So zero to 50,000 visitors a month um, in, probably about three, two, two years, I guess, of, of just like pounding out content all the time and then doing all the things that you're, you know, you, you read that you're supposed to be doing with SEO and stuff and uh, a lot of hit and miss along the way. Um, and then from there, uh, I ended up staying in, in Taiwan for eight years um, and I came back, you know, a couple of times and then worked, uh, still continuing kind of working as bar consulting. But uh, then I just wanted to, I wanted to, to branch out. I just didn't want, didn't want to limit myself to bars and restaurants anymore. So then I, I just kind of got into um, more just digital marketing and SEO across the board and, uh, you know, restaurants in addition to, you know, other, other um, local businesses.
Awesome. Um, so actually, I'm, that makes me really curious about something because, because yeah, for the most part, I, you know, I, the, the businesses I I've built have been, they've been primarily in, info businesses, right. Kind of like, like bars and bartending is an info business. And, um, but then, but, but I, I serve a lot of like local businesses and they're not necessarily info businesses. And so how, like, how, how do you, how do you approach helping a, a, like say a local business or a restaurant with SEO and Google? How like, how do you see, how do you approach that? Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. So usually we have like a, in, in my agency anyway, we have like a three pronged approach to uh, when, when a client first come, comes on board. And the reason for the, the, the three strategies is, is that one of them takes effect right away while the other ones are kind of building up. So the three things are, are starting off with Google ads. Um, so we, we start a client with Google ads because it's, it's literally like leads right, right away, like out of the gate, right? You're paying money for a click. You just gotta make sure that the, the, their website is um, optimized for conversions, you know, and uh, you, know, you can worry about quality score and stuff like that. But, you know, um, aside from that, just setting up a Google, a Google ads campaign where they're getting clicks. And then while that's running, we're optimizing their Google My Business page because that's the next, you know, quote, easiest thing to get ranked. So it's a little, it's usually a little easier to, to rank your Google My Business page or your, your maps listing as it's called now um, than it is to get your website ranked. And in the meantime, we're optimizing the website because it's a bit of a, a slower process to try to, to get that ranked on the first page of, of Google. Uh, when you when you run Google Ads, are you are you, you are you usually running it straight to a, a site that's been optimized for conversions, or are you running it to an offer or both? Yeah, it depends on uh, whether the well. First, I guess whether the client wants to put some sort of offer out there. Um, obviously, those get better, you know, better uh, interaction and, and and a lot higher click through rates because you know, hey, here's you know a ten dollar coupon to come for a restaurant or something like that. I mean, that's going to be. Uh, better than you know. Hey, eat eat with us, or or hey, we we have food. You know, like, oh my God, yes, food. Um, so the the Google, the, it's it's more like a uh, for restaurants, bars, and restaurants. I, I like to do more of a display campaign and then kind of a remarketing campaign. I just want to push them so that they're out there a lot uh, and people know about them and, and know that they exist. Uh, I don't like setting up necessarily search campaigns because. They're, they can get expensive and, and the cost per click doesn't necessarily mean it's going to convert well and, and, and be worth it in, in the end. Like all you're really trying to do is, is get that brand awareness uh, of the restaurant being out there, right? Like what they serve, um, what they're famous for, why you should come and visit them, that kind of thing. And then hit them with a remarketing campaign, you know, so that they're, you know, they, they see that, that brand kind of travel around the, the internet with them and they can see like, oh, I remember, I remember that, you know, that restaurant. Um, or I just went to that restaurant and now I see them in Facebook or I see them in, you know, in the, uh, Google universe. So, uh, it just kind of keeps it top of mind so that if they're in that area next, you know, they're going to be like, oh, well, why don't we try that, that restaurant that we saw, you know? Um, so that way the, the clicks are a lot cheaper for display campaigns than they are for search campaigns. Um, and with a remarketing campaign, you can kind of hit them again and again and again, uh, with a different message and you can, you know, craft that message so that you're actually speaking to that person, right? Because you know that these people have seen your, your website, you know that they've been to you know, this page or, or a variety of pages. So now speak to that person as if you know that they have come to your restaurant or, or at least seen your, your, your website or your ads. Yeah, it's like a, like a, form, form, of, like a form of following up. And, and so, so would you then, 
would you even build a, a sorry, getting kind of nerdy here, but would you build a, a top of funnel um, Google ad campaign or would you just, would you just run display ads for people who have been to the website or who have, you know, maybe engaged with them on social media or, or whatever? Does that make sense? Or would you do both? I don't think for restaurants and bars, it's worthwhile to start feeding them through a funnel because there's no high ticket item at the end of the, at the end of the day. And it's not, uh, you know, it's not like they're spending thousands of dollars on something and they need to really think about, you know, that thing. It's like, you know, a lot of people eat out and go to different bars and restaurants and just the idea of like knowing that another one's out there, maybe it's one, uh, you know, maybe you have an award, the restaurant has an award or they're known for a certain drink or something, you know? And so to kind of, peak interest with something that is that is um relative to that business right so if like they're they're very famous with their mexican bull, bulldogs or something then you want to say like hey let's promote that thing right and say come on down for this or two for one or happy hours like happy hours is a good one right it's something that you promote all the time uh people are like oh i can get a discount on it i can get some you know uh, get some drinks in before i head a head home or, or whatever right so it's just a good good time and it's a good promotion for for something like that for a display campaign uh, if it was a, a bigger ticket item, then I would go, you know, I would spend the money and go through the, well, spend the client's money and go through the, the funnel and, and kind of spit them out the other side. I might even follow up with some emails or something, but not for something with a low ticket price like that. And not for something that, that is easily sellable, like, like a, a drink, you know, that initial drink or that initial, you know, meal is for, for the restaurant. Totally. And, and when it comes to, uh, when it comes to just Google my business, what would you say is the most important key activity a business should be doing to get the best results there? So most people just don't, uh, they, they, they haven't claimed their listing and they haven't optimized their listing. And I mean, I can go through like, hey, this is how you optimize your listing, but it's, it's essentially fill out everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like if there's, if there's a services, there's a product, like if you have a product, then put a product in there. You know, if you have services, then put your services in there. You know, if you have menu items specifically for restaurants, which they do, then put your menu items in there and list them out and describe them and have, you know, like not just the, the name and then, and then the, the price and that's it. Like make it descriptive and kind of like mouthwatering, you know, like uh, you can even copy paste from your menu, right? And then put it directly online. And so you have an online version of your menu in your GMB page. So fill out everything, including, you know, the hours and the description and the, the menu items. Um, and, and then make sure that everything's up to date. So when you have holidays, you're changing those, those holiday hours, you know, Google wants to see that you're engaged, uh, with a, a business is engaged with that, with that listing. And the more that they see that you're interacting with your own listing, uh, the more preferential treatment they'll give you on the other end of things, you know, when it comes to rankings and stuff. So obviously, you know, everything's important. Re reviews are extremely important. If not, you know, for the ranking of the, of the page itself, then absolutely for the fact that if somebody you know even hears about a, a you know a, a restaurant on the on the radio or something then the first thing they do is go google that restaurant you know they're googling it for reviews they want to see what other people are saying about it and they're googling it to find out where it is so all of that both of those um those strategies both those googlings are going to come up with the <laughs> the map and and the listing and the reviews and stuff so someone's going to see all of that on your page so <clears throat> you need to make sure that you know what you look like online, right? Like mm -hmm. a, a very simple thing to do is just like type in your address, you know, your, your company address or your company name and scroll through three pages of the search results. I bet you have no idea what your business looks like online and what other, how other people, other directories are portraying your business. So 
Google yourself, see what's out there, and then see what you can fix by going through the listings. Like, oh, that's not our address. That was our old address. We don't even live there anymore. Or, you know, that's an old menu. Why do they have that listed on there? Well, that's, that's our old site or, or whatever the fact is. Make sure that you're in there and then you're updating all of those things and so that they're, they're accurate and relevant. And that makes a big difference in, in Google's eyes as well. Yeah, so got it. So cl claiming your listing and then fully feeding the machine and not just like, not just sort of doing it by rope, but actually like, you know, putting, putting love into the words that you use. And then also directories uh, is what I'm hearing plays, plays a big role. So uh, go, you know, making sure you, you or a member of your team goes through their directories and making sure the information is accurate. Cause that's part of it too, right? Like Google will see if an address is different in one directory listing versus another, and that'll like, they'll kind of like penalize you for that. Will they not? Yeah, sure. So it used to be a lot worse than it was like back, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, we would say um, that your address has to be literally exactly like, um, you know, it, like it is on, on your website or it, like it is on your, on your GMB page or, uh, you know, on another citation or directory. So it's, you know, they've gotten a little bit smarter. Um, it used to be like, you know, was sweet spelled out or was it STE, you know, was there period road or RD? Uh, and it had to be very specific, but now anything along those lines works, but you have to still make sure that you're actually using the, 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 the real address. Is there anything you're seeing happening in the world of Google right now? Like I know it's always, always changing, but is there something right now that you're paying uh, extra special attention to that, that listeners should be you know, aware of and may maybe even taking advantage of as, as soon as possible? Uh, so with, with Google Maps or, or, or your GMB listing, which is the same thing. Um, they they have kind of been behind um, the the search, so that like they they haven't been as strict on 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 their algorithms uh, with maps and and GMB listings as they have been with organic listings. So in in Google organic, like just you know regular Google search, um, there's they're very strict on on things that they they want to see and and things that they don't like. So if you had a bunch of like spammy links, for example, or if you keyword stuffed your page, you know, these are like blatantly things that, are, that, are, that you absolutely should never do. And uh, not only because they're, they're, you know, you shouldn't do it from a user experience, but you shouldn't do it because Google's gonna see it and penalize you. So people were getting away with a lot of things with Google Maps um, that they weren't getting away with in, in Google search. So one of those things was keyword stuffing the Google Maps listing. So Maybe it was like a construction company and they'd be like, you know, GDC construction, Victoria, home construction and renovation experts. Well, that's, that's not your name, man. Like your name is like, you know, GDC construction or, or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so that's what you should have on your, on your GMB page. And that's what Google wants to see. The extra stuff um, is, is against their terms of service now, essentially. And so that vicinity, vicinity, vicinity update uh, that they just had, that one uh, targeted pretty much those people that were kind of like stuffing keywords into their name. And so they enjoyed like top rankings for a, an extremely long period of time. And then since that update, uh, they kind of wiped out a lot of those people that uh, have put those things there in their, um, on, on their listings. And so you wanna go in and make sure that your listing is, is not keyword stuffed. Um, that being said, if it is, and you're still ranking right now, then, I mean, you know, just leave it until you get caught, right? Because then, because it's ranking right now, it may not ever get un un unveiled, you know, like you might not get caught with it. Um, so 
I have seen clients that they came to me with it like that and they're enjoying some decent rankings. So you make the decision at that point, like, do you want to, you know, remove that and, 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 you know, see what happens or do you just want to leave it? And then when Google kind of tells you, you say, Oh, sorry, I had no idea. I had no idea. Sorry. Yeah. I'll just get that out of there. Um, I mean, that could backfire if they think that you're kind of scamming the system and uh, kind, of, kind of Google's notoriously hard to get a hold of sometimes. Um, but uh, if you're, if you're enjoying rankings, kind of, you know, don't, don't fix it if it ain't broken. Um, but if you're kind of starting from, from ground zero and uh, you might as well do it right, just, just out of the gate, you know? Yeah, totally. And um, have you had a chance to experiment with, uh, with performance max at all? Nope. No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was curious. I'm, um, uh, do, do you know Maybe anything you about, it? about it? No, I, well, I don't know about it. Well, per, so performance max is, um, I mean, it's their newest, uh, their newest product where it's very like, it's very much, um, cr powered by like creative. And so you like, and you, you give it all, like all kinds of assets and, um, it actually performs like, it's almost in a way more similar to, uh, Facebook ads in a way because, because it is powered by that creative. Um, but then it, then it does like you, you give it all of your assets all of your copy, everything. And then you tell it what your goal is. And then it actually takes all of its, you know, points of optimization, which is like, like crazy. It's like omniscient because when you consider that it, you know, Google is it's Google docs, it's, you know, it's spreadsheets, it's maps, it's blah, 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 blah. Like it knows it's Gmail. It knows like so much about every single user. It uses a lot of that. It uses that data to optimize for your goal. Um, and so I've, I've just been experimenting with it. I haven't like I haven't quite gotten to the point where I'd want to use it with a client. I'm sort of, I'm beginning to play with it in my own businesses, but um, I, yeah, I was kind of keen to, I, like I'm, it's a new product and I'm obviously like new to it. So I don't know too, too much about it. I'm, I'm like in a very experimental stage. Um, but yeah, that's why I was curious to, to hear uh, if you've uh, had any experience with it yet. No, I, I don't. Uh, uh, it sounds similar to like a Google local services ads where they take care of, you just tell them like, Hey, we're in this industry and these are the services I offer and these are the areas and they kind of make things happen for yourself. Yeah. But, um, but, on, but, I'm not but a, on like, on like steroids. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of, um, of automated algorithms, like to a degree for certain things. Um, the, the testing that we do in, in, in Google ads always starts out of the baseline with, with manual CPC. Uh, and then when there's enough data, you know, switch over, but always test that thing, right? Just don't think that, oh, I'm going to use target CPA and that's going to be the, the end all be all or target ROAS or something. But like you need to make sure that you have enough data to, to feed the, the machine. And then uh, you're monitoring that on a, on a, you know, on a weekly basis or a bi-weekly basis to say like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe, uh, you know, manual CPC is the best one for this campaign. Maybe, you know, target ROAS is or, or max conversions or whatever the strategy is. But you should always kind of be testing those strategies against each other um, because you never know when one is going to actually outperform. And not just like, you know, in general, because it's never usually that way. It's, it's, it's literally by client, you know, like, oh, this works well for, for this person. Well, I mean, more so niches than, than client. I mean, if it's all restaurants and bars, it might be very similar, the, the results. But uh, especially for different verticals, you want to be testing out different uh, bidding strategies and objectives. I, is there anything else that, um, is there anything else about Google that I, I should have asked you, but I, but I didn't? Uh, so I like the strategy. So I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of blogging for businesses. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Um, like it, it is, 
it, it becomes like the, the kind of crux of, of your SEO efforts after everything else has been taken care of, the off page, the on page, you know, the technical stuff. Um, then it's just, it's these, these blogs that are targeting longer tail keywords, right? So if you kind of think about it, like there's this, you know, there's a, there's a website and it has a, some services or products that they have. And then uh, there's, those are like the main keywords, right? So restaurants, Victoria, BC, for example, right? Bars, Victoria, BC, those are main keywords but those aren't all the keywords that somebody types in looking for a restaurant or a bar, you know, maybe someone's like, you know, best fish and chips in Victoria, best margaritas, uh, you know, best cocktails. There's a lot of different keywords that get search traffic that are difficult to target. Right. So, so it's, it's not only coming up with like the, the strategy of, of writing blog posts around these blog topics that don't get covered from your main services, but also finding ways to creatively, uh, target those keywords within your blog. So for example, like, you know, uh, best lunch in, in Victoria, C BC, right? Like that's, that's it's not really a, a normal keyword that you would be starting to write about because what do you write? Like, hey, we're the best, you know, uh, let's break my arm, pat myself on the back, we're awesome. Like, you know that you, you know, if you know anything about SEO that you, you need to have that keyword in there and a variation, variations of that keyword on the page to be able to rank for that keyword. So how do you incorporate best lunch in Victoria, BC into a blog post, right? Like the, the, and start writing about it. So one of the creative things that you could do to, to kind of target things like that is to look through your reviews and find someone that has said, this is the best lunch I've had in Victoria, BC, right? So now it's not you pat patting yourself on the back. It's somebody else telling you like this, I, I ate here and it was the best. You know, it was the best happy hour. It was the best fish and chips I've ever had. It was the best oysters, you know, whatever the thing is, the cocktails, whatever, find an angle that you can start targeting that and saying, okay, this is the best cocktail in Victoria, BC, best place to have a cocktail in Victoria, BC. And you know what, you can even do it as a, as a listicle. And uh, obviously everyone's going to expect that yours is going to be near or at the top of that list, right? Like, you know, we wrote the, the list, so we're going to put ourselves at the top of that list but here are some other people and you'd like to, you know, have it so that they're not, you know, in, in your area, because you don't want to give somebody the option of like, Oh, he said the, the bar across the street was just as good as his, you know, if you want to pick something that's in a, a different neighborhood somewhere, right. That's, that's, you know, they have great cocktails over there in Gordon head, but I'm over here in, in, you know, on wharf street. But I also think that there's uh, there's something to like shining a light on, you know, maybe, maybe you write, Maybe you, maybe you create like a little, um, like let's, we're talking about Victoria. Maybe you create like a little, uh, the, the sort of the iconic Victoria or the, the iconic downtown Victoria, BC cocktail trail or something. And, you know, obviously your restaurant will be a spot, but then you have a few other spots that are in your, you know, your neighborhood. And then, and then, you know, those other establishments will be, they'll, they'll, they'll likely share that as well. And, um, and it's kind of like a rising tide that, uh, that, that, that'll lift all those ships, but also, uh, that, that friggin' article is going to live on your site and your site is going to be the one to, uh, reap the, uh, the, this, the SEO juice reward. Um, I'm, does that make sense? Yeah. You need to, you need some promotion behind it, I think, right? Like, so if you're going to write something like that, it could be like top, uh, top 10 cocktail bars in Victoria. And then you want to push that out to, you know, uh, Victoria tourism and, and, you know, food, uh, beverage magazines, that kind of thing. Um, and because then, then you're getting the backlinks for that, that, uh, article and you're getting the recognition that you're actually on that article too. And you, and you did your research and you did find these other nine places that are awesome and they're very highly rated, you know? 
Yeah, I love that. And, and say, say I, I do want to rank for like best, best lunch Victoria, BC. Um, and I, I write like a kick-ass blog post. Would you, would you, would you recommend writing more than just one kick-ass blog post? Or would you recommend like, just, you know, maybe, maybe you keep expanding on that one post and you just make it like, like a, like a skyscraper piece of content. I think they call it. Um, how, how would you approach that? Uh, I think it depends on the, on the topic. Uh, so some things like one of the strategies we use is uh, when it comes to, uh, especially for, for restaurants, like, you know, Christmas is big, Mother's Day is big, Father's Day, like there's, there's certain, um, <clears throat> certain events that are, that are just yearly, they're, they're big events for the restaurants, right? So you could on, on a, a page like that have a, uh, you know, your, it's your, your domain.com forward slash Mother's Day. And then you update that page every year, but you leave the, the last year's content on the page, but at the top of the page is gonna be this year's specials and stuff. So not only do, do they get to see like what you had before and kind of like scroll through and see, you know, what was available and, oh, I remember that I ate there three years ago on Mother's Day, those kind of things. But that's gonna give a lot of juice to the, 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 uh, the search engines because you're gonna have more content on Mother's Day and Father's Day and Christmas and Valentine's Day than anybody else. Because every year you're just stacking onto onto that one and that thing lives on your website but it doesn't have to be live so one of the one of the things that some people you know they they, they can't wrap their head around is that i don't want this page like the reason i i disable that page is because valentine's day is over okay that you know that's that's great but it doesn't have to live like live on your page it doesn't have to be, be a link that somebody sees you know on your on your menu right on your on your actual website right it can just be it can be on your on your page uh, live indexable, but the only way somebody finds it is by typing in, you know, Valentine's Day dinner specials or, or, or those kind of things. And they're not going to do that unless it's close to Valentine's Day. So nobody really sees that. And if they do any, whatever, then, you know, that person now knows that there's a special on, on Valentine's Day that you guys run. So it's not, it's not a negative in any respect if somebody found that content, you know, prior to or after the, the holidays finished, but it does allow you to just jam as much content as you can into those yearly events that are always really good for restaurants and bars anyway. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, a common criticism of like SEO stuff, I mean, we're, you know, it, it's, it's tricky because you're, you're writing for a robot in a way. Um, and so like, you know, especially people who love to write, they're like, oh, feel, you know, writing S for SEO feels like, you know, like I'm losing my soul. And so I have, can you, do you recommend also, um, you know, writing content that's maybe more like maybe more thought like thought leadership maybe more um more content just about uh about the you know the people and and maybe content that actually isn't trying to rank for anything um can can you make a case for that at all or yeah does that make sense it does there, so there's there's a lot of different purposes for a blog and uh one of them can be just keeping your your list or your subscribers up to date on on what's going on specials that you have um, you know, so those kind of things. So like if you put together a, um, even an email blast or, or a, just a, a blog post about, you know, specials of the day or, or next week or whatever, it's, it's only good for a certain amount of time and it's not going to rank. And like you said, I mean, and the, and the purpose shouldn't be to rank that thing. So mm -hmm. you, you have, you know, multiple purposes for that blog post. Uh, one of them should be introducing new things to your, to your list, uh, whether that's through email, through the website itself, through social media, you know, however you get that message across to your people, you know, maybe you even have like, you, you hand out flyers, you know, here's our specials, you can see them online, 
go to this, you know, this site or this page or whatever. Um, so there is a value to, to those types of blog posts. Um, but it, it, the majority of them, like, you know, let's, let's say, uh, four blog posts are going to be, uh, with search traffic and search intent behind them. And then one's going to be like a little update about what you guys are doing, uh, staff that got promoted new uh, menu that we just launched, you know, any of those type of things. Got it. Got it. And I think my last, my final question on this here is, um, I can hear uh, a business owner listening to this and thinking, oh fuck, that's like a lot of work and I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm curious how a, you make the case that it's maybe less of like, um, a luxury and more of like something that they should, they, they ought to prioritize and also how they can maybe go about doing it so that like, is there a way to do it? Is there a way to lessen the workload? I guess is what I'm, I'm trying to ask. Does that make sense? Those two points? Sure. Uh, so the, the importance of, of uh, like, let's just say like writing blog posts, okay? And comparing yeah. writing blog posts versus not, okay? So, yeah. so a company, two, two different websites, one, uh, two, two restaurants, okay? One has, um, you know, the, the normal stuff, their menus on there, contact us, make a reservation, blah, 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 no blog, okay? And then the next one, uh, same thing, but, but they have a blog and they, and they post their blog every month, right? And so what you're going to see over time is that this company is ranking, you know, the second company with the blog is, is starts ranking for a bunch of keywords, right? And these are all related keywords, you know, so they, they could be best lunch in Victoria, BC. Now you can't argue with me that someone typing in best lunch in Victoria, BC coming to your website and landing on that article is not going to convert in some way. Some of those people are going to convert. They just found exactly what they were looking for. Best lunch. Oh my God, here's a, a website. They say they have this awesome lunch menu. Uh, here's a bunch of different uh, reviews that say they have an awesome lunch menu and, and it was fantastic. Okay, I found what I'm looking for. That's a conversion. Those people are going to convert, some of those people. So if you contrast with the, with the other website, all they will ever rank for, if they're lucky and they have someone doing SEO or, or uh, just magically they've been around for a long, long time and they did it right from the beginning or, or whatever, if that company is ranking, all they're going to rank for is restaurant Victoria BC or, or some related keyword that has to do with that. And then that's the only traffic, that's the maximum amount of traffic that they can ever get to their blog or to their website without having another blog, you know, catching all these longer tail keywords and building up this traffic. Like some of my clients, their blog posts are, I mean, like thousands and thousands and thousands of, of, of views a month for their blog posts. There's, I have clients that have, uh, you know, their top 10 landing pages are blog posts, not their homepage, like you would normally think. So to have that much traffic come in just from doing keyword research, finding out what people are searching for in your industry, and then creating very valuable content around that, like you have to not think about the, the, the spiders, right? Like, you know, not do it the way that I, I originally started out doing, you know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, uh, and just writing for, for spiders or crawlers, you have to think about the person behind it, right? You write for that person. And then, and then secondary is, is the, you're writing for the, the spiders and you're, you're thinking about optimization and that kind of thing. So write for the user first, provide crazy value for the user. And then the rest kind of will just fall into place. I love that. And, ima and imagine if, if when you have those, those folks on that blog post, imagine if you also have some sort of an offer or some sort of an incentive to nudge them, you know, to push them over the edge um, that, you know, then you're just going to increase those, like, like don't, you know, 
you're going to turn those people into actual like guests who will come to your, your business. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you made a very compelling case. And then how about, so any, any tips on how to like, how to make it an efficient uh, workflow so that it doesn't take over their life? Or is it just something, you know what, I got to carve out this time because it's, it's, it's important to my business. Nobody, nobody has the time to write blog posts. Like they, just, yeah. you know, like every business owner is, is running a business, right? I mean, that's what they're doing. They're every day, yeah. boom, boom, boom. It's running a business. I don't have time for this marketing kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> if they do have somebody that's, that's a writer or that can write or, or doesn't mind writing, um, then you can even pay that person. You know, like if you have a staff member that, that's decent at writing, you know, say like, hey, we'll pay you an extra couple hours to, to put out a blog post about this. So they can do it at home or do it on their break or, or whatever. Um, ask around, ask your staff if they're interested in doing something like that and find out kind of like a, you can just give them a, a brief, you know, like if you did some keyword research, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a slew of, you know, free keyword research tools out there. Um, type in, you know, start with restaurants in Victoria, BC, or, you know, use, use a top competitor, put in their, their URL into a tool and see what, you know, what, what kind of keywords they're already ranking for and then take ideas from there. Right. Maybe they're, they already have, you know, the best, you know, oysters on a half shell or something. And you're like, Oh, we have oysters on a half shell. You know, we, we can rank for that too. And then maybe that has enough search volume that it makes it worthwhile for you to put down uh, a, a blog post about the whole process, why it's, you know, that they're, they're local, how they catch them, uh, you know, how many, how long it is from the ocean to, to when you're, you're shucking them, you know, like there's a lot of different information and, and try to make it interesting, right? It's not just like, you know, best place for oysters on the half shell, like teach me something about, about oysters that I don't know about, you know, and maybe there's even fears, right? Like, oh, you can you catch something poisonous, you know, poison from, from eating too many or something or whatever, like, and address that if there's myths and stuff like that, you know, put that into the article. And you yeah, can find so, a lot yeah. of that from like the, from like the Google, like the uh, uh, people also ask section of Google, you know, when you type something yeah. in, just scroll down, start clicking on those arrows because it'll, it'll populate more and more and more and more and more. And so once you click and click and click and click, you see a whole list of different, you know, things that people are searching about related to, to that topic. Right. And then you can use yeah. those into a brief that you can now give that content brief to, to your, you know, whoever's writing that stuff for you, but you need to make it a necessity. Like it, it has to be something that's part of your, your marketing program because it, it won't, you know, uh, it may not give you results right away, but when you look back after a year of, of writing blog posts, you know, you will see a, a huge increase in traffic and, and uh, conversions coming from those blog posts. Totally. Another great tool is uh, Answer the Public, where you can you can search like oysters, anything about oysters, and then Answer the Public will spit out all the questions that people ask about oysters, and those often make great headlines. Um, and and another tool I recommend is uh, for keyword research is KeySearch.co. It's only it's like twenty bucks a month and um, yeah, super easy yeah, to use. Um, <clears throat> so uh, awesome, man. Well, public, this is the public got, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Answer the Public got uh, bought out by uh, Neil Patel, so it's uh, it's probably not going to be free much longer. Um, just kind of the way he, he did the Uber suggest before, right? So he just mm -hmm. enveloping keyword research tools into his little empire. Yeah, he's got a, he's got quite the impressive empire. Um, well, this this has been freaking awesome. I I, I have just one uh, qu quick question, but I'm just curious what you're excited about, and then and then are you down for a, like a little lightning round where I just ask you random questions, just like just about you know stuff you're into. There's a lot of, a lot of pressure there. Can I get a beer before that starts? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, if you want, uh, here, well, let me, let me ask you my, my final sort of question, which is, um, what, like, I'm, what are you most excited about in the next few months? Just generally speaking, like in, in your business or in the industry, or is there something you're like travel plans or something? 
just like not to do with work or anything <clears throat> anything what's the first thing that comes to mind i'm reese and i'm excited about it uh well we're building a house in uh in lake cowichan and it's a, a frightening experience but okay. uh, exciting as well okay you know, first time we cool. built a built a house so uh a little little freaked out uh it's a lot of money and a you know downturn in the economy and stuff is yeah, this yeah. what you want to be doing right now so it's a bit scary <laughs> So you're straddling excitement and fear. That's that sounds like a good place to be. Are you going to stay in your spot in Mill Bay, as well? Yeah, yeah. We're just uh, we're just gonna. So so the plan was when we bought that, it was uh, um, if the market held up, then we'd sell it, and if the, the market didn't hold hold up, then uh, we built a suite into it. So then we just rent it out with the you know with the suite in it. <clears throat> so and and we plan on on staying here. Um, yeah, it just depends on on what the market is doing, kind of between now and November or something, right? okay cool well uh you can go get a beer i mean my questions i got like they're five quickies they'll probably take like you know four or five minutes do you want a beer I for that have, or i still have tea i'm good okay okay all right reese let's hit it what is your favorite drink alcoholic beer. drink beer what Lager. kind like a, just like a, a easy drinking session ale i i drink uh so i have a kegerator at home and i drink <laughs> uh red arrow um lager it's uh uh, and red arrow lager like of course i can't think of the actual name but it's one of their loggers they have have a couple and uh yeah that's uh it's my go-to just a basic ass lager my man you know what i'm I'm not freaky i'm not weird i don't like like super hoppy or or the obvious or whatever like there's a lot of like craft beer nerds on the island and stuff and and i'm not one of them i'm just uh i like (laughs) i like my tea the way i like my tea you know and i like my beer just nice and easy drinking and not too hoppy Yeah, you're you're a simple old, man. I, old style lager. Sorry, it's a Red Arrow old style lager. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because awesome. they're up the street for me, right? Right. Yeah. Keep keep it the simple. Right I, I I love it. Um, what uh what resource would you say has had the biggest impact on your your life, your success, your business? What resource? I I don't want to say one thing. I, I I'll just say training like, mm-hmm. like continually learning, mm-hmm. you know, so <clears throat> there's, you know, like for, for my industry, uh, Google is, you know, they, they, they do hundreds of, of algorithmic updates throughout the year. Right. And we see, we see a couple of them when they're bigger and they want to mention to the public kind of thing. So things are always changing and you kind of have to keep up to date all the time. So I like to, I like to learn. And so I'm always taking courses on how to better myself personally, professionally, and how to, you know, learn more skills or, or how, how someone else is doing it better, or they have a de- better template for it, or they systemized it better, you know, that kind of thing. I'm very, I'm a very systems and or and processes kind of, kind of person, uh, probably from my military upbringing. And then my first job being McDonald's back in 1988. <laughs> oh, buddy. Is there a specific, <laughs> is there a specific training that, um, that you can recall being like, oh shit, this, this really sort of like really had a huge impact on you or, or yeah. Is there a specific one you could recommend? So or, I, I or like a couple of people. Um, uh, Gotch SEO is a, is a, is one of my favorites. Uh, Nathan mm-hmm. Gotch is, is, uh, huge in, in the SEO industry and he has a, like a training program and stuff. Um, he's got a, like a ton of free content. So if you're just trying to learn SEO kind of on your own, um, following his channel would be good. Uh, Matthew Woodward out of uh, the UK is, is decent too. Um, Neil Patel, I mean, like he's, he's very like mainstreamy, 
but he, he's got some tactics that, that work. Uh, I'm not a, a huge fan of his. He, he's all right for the average Joe, I guess. Um, and then my, 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 all of my training came from a, a site called, uh, uh, called Site Build It. And uh, it was this, this guy named Ken Evoy. And I don't know if, it, I, think, I think it's still around, but it was like a, a system, kind of like a, you know, you use this instead of WordPress and they have the, it's the builder, the website builder and, you know, the education all behind it. And there was a community there where you can ask questions and everything. So this guy had built out like manuals on every aspect of, of uh, SEO. And I devoured those when I was like building the, the, uh, my bartending site. So my, my first bartending site was built off of that system. And then there were some limitations once you got going where you couldn't change certain things and it didn't, it didn't, it had restrictions because it was on someone else's platform. And then I eventually moved it away from there onto like a WordPress platform. But uh, that was probably the best training that I've ever taken. Um, It was just so in depth, but it was like, you know, hundreds of pages of of reading like a a PDF just on, you know, on-page SEO or or just on, uh, you know, linking, you know, backlinking or something. Um, but these, this day and age, man, there's like, there's so much stuff on uh, available online, just go find stuff with, uh, you know, with really good comments behind it. Right. Because just, you know, lots of views is one thing, but lots of views and like awesome comments kind of means, you know, there's my raising my hand saying that that's, that's a really good resource. Yeah. So yeah. Brian Brian Dean, sorry, Brian Dean is another one from uh, Backlinko and he just, uh, he just sold out to uh, SEM rush. So he's Mm -hmm. working with SEM rush right now. Um, and he's there. Kind of content creator inside of SEM Rush now. Nice, so yeah. Another one to follow. Awesome. Uh, what what book? What book should every everyone go buy right now? What's your like your all time fave book? I think it's the E Myth. Yeah. Um, or or E Myth Revisited or something. You know, like the the Entrepreneurial Myth uh, by my I think it's Michael Gerber. Yeah. Um, so that that book, like it just. It, it tells you how to structure your business before you have a business, right? Mm-hmm. And so many times, I mean, I've, I've started a lot of businesses in my life and uh, anytime that I haven't followed some sort of a structure or had some semblance of a structure in place, it just kind of all broke down um, and nobody really knew what they were doing and, and what they should be doing and what role they were playing. Uh, so if you have, you know, if you're serious about your business and, and you know, you want to grow it, uh, you know, then, then that book kind of lays out exactly what you need to be doing and, and who needs to be doing what roles and, and kind of just allows you to, to put it to paper and kind of conceptualize the, the business um, as, you know, a, a structure, right? Like just, you know, like a hier- hierarchical, hierarchical, <laughs> hierarchical. <laughs> yeah, that one, that word. So uh, just a structure that you can see kind of branching out. So it makes it a lot easier uh, to kind of envision what your business looks like and who's in, in what position, right? Love it. Yeah, that's it. That's a great one. All right, Reese, this has been awesome. Where should people go to learn more about you, to connect with you? Anything? Where, where should they go? What should they do? Uh, they can go to rankpass.com and uh, kind of fill out a form there um, or they can find out some information about, uh, about me on, on LinkedIn. I don't do a lot of um, um, marketing actually for my, for my own, my own business uh, because I'm just, I'm too busy as it is. And uh, so I don't, uh, I don't put out constant content like through Facebook or LinkedIn um, at this time, but um, you can see all of my achievements and, 
whatever and connect with me through through LinkedIn uh, if you uh, want to uh, connect. Awesome. Awesome, Reese. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, and we will uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Sounds good. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Guest Getter. I'm your host, Kyle Guilfoyle. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. As always, you can head over to guestgetter.co to check out the resources in this episode's show notes and sign up for our weekly newsletter. That is it for today. We'll see you next time.